Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? What's happening? Another day. How do I <laughs> say goodbye? The last dance, the last episode. I feel like we should put it in past tense. What time was it? <laughs> <laughs> Game's over. Oh man, dude! There's gonna Are be we- there's gonna be so many things coming out after this. They have they have plans for multiple episodes that are still coming out yeah i know they want to try to milk this but it's over we saw what we needed to see yeah dude let me i remember when i texted you last night you said you hadn't seen it yet yeah I hadn't obviously s- you saw it right yeah, yeah i saw it yeah i, I hadn't seen start- it then. go ahead you didn't no, see the what i i just didn't see it at the original area and i stayed I, I stayed up to watch the second area Here, here's how much i'm addicted to this i i record every episode and I was in the middle of playing God of War on PlayStation. And I was like, it was 614. And I'm going, man, I want to keep playing. But fuck, this, this is an event. I got to watch this in real time. So I ended up stopping and watching it. Here's the highlight of the night. You ready? Go. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> when he said that to Larry Bird. Bitch, fuck you. I said, man, this is this is more than we could ask for. Dude, what was so funny about that, too, is Larry doesn't even flinch. No. So you know that's normal. That's their normal. Yeah, shit talkers. Yeah, their normal shit talking situation. That's it. That's who they were. Dude, to be, to be one of the people at the top where you have a relationship that's completely different than anyone else's relationship has to be that's a club you don't get into it's it's a unique club listen let me ask you a question because one you know obviously mike's done playing but he's still a brand he's not making the commercials like he used to haynes gatorade jordan sneakers jordan stuff but 
at the height of his career, when he was MJ, could he have got away with all these curses and still been doing these endorsements, still been doing these commercials? Because let's go through his catalog. Bitch, fuck you. You hoe. You bitch. You non-shooting motherfucker. Punch you in the face, Steve Kerr. <laughs> this motherfucker got on Laker colors. No, it would have been... Uh... Man, I, I don't know because of, of how how big he was. Yeah, I think he could have got away with some of it. I don't think he could have got. I don't think that they would have ran the commercials if the curb punching punching your teammate in the face came out and the foul language. I think they kind of you could kind of slide by some of it, but Space Jam doesn't get done. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's so big. He's so like like when they're talking about. Um, after the after the Olympics or during the even during the Olympics, like he's transcended the sport. He's transcended. He's bigger than basketball. He's the biggest possible. He is bigger than the sport. So when you're bigger than what you're representing, yeah, you can get away with a little bit more. You know, this age, everybody and, and I, I forget what her name was. One of the reporters alluded to how different things may have been for him had he come up in the age of social media. Right. If, if I'm going, if in social media age where everybody's a reporter, everybody's got an opinion, everybody's looking to slander you. And when I say everybody, I'm talking about regular Joes. Right. Whose opinions shouldn't mean shit to an extent. If Mike curses like that, do they destroy him? Yeah, definitely. If it's if it's social media time, and it's not necessarily even even destroying, it's the difference of and and they made it. They made they talked about this a little bit in in uh, throughout the last dance. If you do something wrong, if he if he did something back then, uh, and almost more of what makes his performances legendary. Yeah, you can go find it on YouTube, but it wasn't out every day. When someone does something amazing now, it's going to be run 500 times on ESPN that day. It's going to be on social media. It's going to be on everybody's feed. Uh, same thing if you do anything wrong. Uh, that bitch fuck you. Imagine if that was on bitch fuck you all the time. So now, do we be like Mike? Does Gatorade sell as much, as much juice? I don't think so. Right. So right. yeah, yeah, the social media aspect, and that's that's what that's what shows. And this, you know, this where you give credit to someone like LeBron, uh, because he did come through this age, and he, he's under the microscope on every. I don't know he does. if that's a good thing. No, no, I'm saying I give him credit for being able to navigate through that. No, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, listen, in theory, technology is always better, right? We, we, the more we advance, in the theory. more we could do. Certain things, the better. I'm saying, I like not having all access. Yeah. I like being able to not everywhere you go, you're recorded. It's a soundbite. It's a YouTube clip. It's a world star hip hop. I think there needs to be some mystery to add to the mystique. There needs to be some, what is he doing, but we don't know. What have we heard, but we can't confirm Everything now is so it's available on your phone. It's available through social media. I like when we had an era of mystery. Well, think about it. Even today, I mean, not that it's at the same level, but like uh, uh, like actors who don't grant the media as much 
access to them or they don't they don't have social media feeds where they're not on Instagram all the time. They have an allure. You're more interested in what they're doing because you can't get that every moment of the day. Uh, as opposed to someone that just every day you get 20 minutes of them on Instagram. I mean, you don't and, care then. And that's what I love about Dave Chappelle. He's like fucking Bigfoot. There's a sighting, but it don't happen often. Right. But when you do hear about it, it's legendary. Yeah. But like Dave Chappelle, Robert De Niro, uh, who else? Name You can name actors. That, Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Denzel. Yeah. They don't give you that kind of access. So when you get a little bit, you're excited to see it. And that's where we lost a little bit. Everybody's... I, 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 I mean, in back in the day, even ten years ago, if you got someone's email that was a kind of a big deal, I mean, that was access. Now, man, right. you can reach people on Instagram, on Facebook, and people respond. Some of these people respond back. It's not. It's not the same allure. It's not, look at look at you. People fuck with you all the time, and you come back at them. It's too easy to get into the room. That's why there's these other right. rooms. That we don't, those are the rooms we want to get into, the rooms that we don't see, because all the other I'm ones a, are available. I'm going to quote my man, Patrice O'Neill, School of Patrice. Patrice used to jokingly tell, what's my man's name? Fuck. Bobby something. Bobby who was real. Bobby Kelly. He used to say to Bobby, and Bobby even said it jokingly. Patrice used to say to him, dude, I shouldn't be friends with you. I shouldn't be talking to you, like, and not that he meant it, but I get what he was where what he was jokingly trying to say. Like, my level of funny is so much better than yours. I shouldn't be talking to you. And I know that sounds arrogantly fucked up, and I don't. Again, I don't think he meant it on a "this is how I truly feel" level because he liked Bobby, he respected Bobby, but he was saying, "Dude, I'm Jordan." You're like Bussler, nigga. You shouldn't have access to me all the time. I fucking love it, man. Dude, uh, why you said that, though, I want to give a little shout out to Bushler because both him and Kerr played at the U of A when I was in school there. And, you know, Bushler was really a volleyball guy. He played volleyball. He was a good basketball player. He was a good, um, you know, uh, he, he knew how he knew how to play basketball. But you know, when you see someone like Bushler who's in the NBA, he's an overachiever. I mean, even Kerr said that about himself. He's an, But Bushler really was an overachiever. Played position well. I mean, and to be on the best team, considered one of the best teams ever. It's pretty amazing, man. It's pretty amazing. And I, and I, and I, know, I don't know him, know him. Like I hung out with him, met him several times, hung out around same places we were at. Just a cool dude. Uh, and then I see him on this, and I, and I kind of knocked him a little bit earlier in this, and now I feel kind of guilty that I did. because motherfucker looked like he recovered from cancer. <laughs> well, dude, but he, but he played. He had a seat at the table. Hey, let me tell you something, man. And this is where people go, Chuck Bushler. I, like I said, if this Bulls team plays the Warriors with Durant, you can knock them all you want. Yo, you got to watch out for Judd Bushler and Steve Kerr. Because when Mike and Scotty is drawing doubles, they're kicking out to Bushler and Kerr. Yeah. And Bushler made open threes. Yeah. 
I mean, sometimes it's like I said, it's not always your athletic ability, which they obviously had athletic ability. They could, they played sports. They had athletic ability, but it's also about the way you play the game, understanding the game, knowing the X's and O's. And that's what they were good at. They were, they were, they played with Lute Olson. They played a different kind of basketball. Uh, uh, Lute actually got a lot of players into the NBA because they knew the game of basketball, not necessarily the most talented players, but the, they knew the game of basketball. And then there was like players like Sean Elliott, which were amazing, new basketball, but then their career had some issues. But whatever. Uh, this isn't about the U of A. This is about Jordan and, and Pippen. So I'll get off that. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Bushler, man. Dude, I love it when during the documentary, when they were talking about the Pacers Bulls game seven, Eastern Conference, and, and, that, and, and Reggie Miller hit that shot where he was doing circles, jumping, yeah. and Jalen goes, Cut the cut to Larry Bird. Yeah, and Larry had that face like he wasn't impressed. He could because he knew, yo man, MJ's on that team. One point, what on the clock? It was it was just point seven seconds, point a seventh of a second. That's all it was. And again, coming from my era, again I'm I'm more nineties, born in in seventy five, so. When Larry was at the height of his shit, I was, a, I was damn near a toddler. But speaking to Larry and Michael and Magic's ferociousness, I loved it. Why are y'all celebrating? Yeah. Why are y'all celebrating? Oh, goodness. Do you know? Okay, here's what's wrong with the... Uh, the uh, it's not that what's wrong with the last dance, but I'm going to tell you what's wrong with where we saw the, the Pacers. The problem with that is... I wish they could have shown Reggie in the garden so that you would understand how big this is. Like the the Spike Lee and the choking and so that you really understood who Reggie Miller was and that he this th- these big game moments were nothing to him. This is what Re- Reggie Reggie is one of those guys that believed that he was the best player on the court no matter who else was on the court. And, and if you and to the people listening, I'm sure most of you have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, 30 for 30, winning time, the Pacers versus the Knicks. It explains everything you just said. You got to watch that. It's a great one. It, like, it, 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 it kills me because, again, I, and, and I had a couple people hit me on Instagram and go, yo, where's your last dance commentary? Why are you not as animated as you were in the beginning? And I didn't say nothing, but I'm like, I'm, I'm trying not to be such a dick. Um, but I wanted to go so many times to the young generation. What is it that Reggie Miller, Carl Malone, John Stockton, what is it that they're doing that you don't think is up to par with this young generation of basketball players? Are we watching two different things? Um, I love Stockton when, they, when they're talking to him and he goes, you don't think that we thought we were supposed to be there? Like we knew we were supposed to be there. Like that that whole they won sixty games. Yeah, I think that whole time that you know you underestimate teams that don't have the big, bright, shiny package. They don't come from the big city. They're from Utah. Utah was Utah was they were they were bad men, man. They were played. They played an extremely great game of basketball as well, and that uh, give and go game that uh, Malone and Stockton did couldn't be stopped. Everybody knew that you you had to stop them in other ways. 
man, it's they miss the youth misses it just because they don't have access to it. They didn't see it the way we did. Um, I I would like to say we know we know more because we got to see both, uh, or we saw different eras of basketball. Don't like to say it. We saw we saw it all the way through. We read the whole book. There we go. These so, kids got cliff notes. So they, they don't see it the same way. They don't understand how, how what they had to go through. And you know when when they're talking about in uh, I think it's in it's in ten, not even in nine. Uh, the other thing is Chicago wasn't a basketball town. Chicago was a football town. Right. They I were, think it still is. They were they 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 were a baseball town. This the Bulls took over the the country and then the world. This is this you guys aren't understanding exactly what this team did and what it meant to the NBA basketball worldwide. They go over it, but unless you live through it, you really don't understand it. You really Dude, can't I, 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 I love when they cut to Barack Obama. And I almost started to record it just so I could play it word for word because I didn't want to fuck it up. But just kind of what you said, he was like, yo, people don't understand. This team changed the culture. Yeah, They took it global. They made it must-see TV. So when I again say to people, y'all not understanding, and, and this is, we'll get into this on a later podcast, but I say all the time, not to come off arrogant, but I really believe I'm smarter than most people because people show their stupidity. And it's like, why do I have to tell you that in terms of the ingredients of GOAT status, impact is one of them. You could tell me that Kareem was the number one scorer over Mike. Check. You could tell me that Bill Russell had more rings than Mike. Check. But you can't tell me either one of them had the impact. Mike and the Bulls made it global. Must-see TV. People that didn't watch basketball went... I'm watching because of Michael Jordan. How do you not automatically know to include that in impact? Well, it's one of the ingredients to the chili. Because they're used to just seeing what's already been laid out into the program. I mean, honestly, listen, as great as as, uh, Carl Malone was and the given Gell game was stocked in and, and all their wins, if that was the highlight of basketball at the time, it doesn't become global at that time. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same impact. It doesn't have the same uh, airness. It doesn't have it. It needed. Michael came along at the right time where basketball was ready. It was basketball was ready. It had something. David Stern was there. Someone who could push the game further internationally. And then you had the player and Stern and David Stern knew that and that's why he was able to push it because he had the right player stern kind of says in there where they recognize that that was jordan was the guy stern kind of says it he'll never say it because he's very uh, diplomatic and he won't say it now because he's not alive but michael was the dude and everybody knew it everybody knew it before and after the only reason you don't know it now is because he isn't playing and you come from a different era that was already set up and the person who set it up and set the table was Michael Jordan. And the conversation the conversation's kind of over now. It really is. Now, I did see, did you watch um, the ESPN afterwards? Of course. 
Did you see the? Um, they did a poll on ESPN where it was Le- LeBron versus Michael, and Michael won all of them, which is a little uh, fishy to me because Michael didn't deserve all of them. They said that uh, they gave uh, Jordan as the better passer than LeBron. LeBron's a great passer. He's a facilitator. Before you, before you commit to that, you two, Michael Jordan's top ten pass. I know. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a great, but to say it was overwhelmingly that. Uh, all right. Okay. All right, I might be able to see that. And his impact off off the court, like, and I don't know if they met more today or not. That has nothing to do with basketball. Okay, I understand that, but they didn't. They didn't. Uh, LeBron still lost that one too to Michael, and so it's a little one sided. I, I got to say, I, I don't like when it gets so one sided. I, I do hear people challenging for Kareem. I do understand people uh, challenging that spot, a number one spot for uh, LeBron, but you, you got to be realistic about it. And, and there's a few things I'll give Kareem, and like I'll give LeBron. Uh, an edge, maybe a little edge over Jordan, but all in all, when he put all the pieces together, it's Jordan. Let me ask you something. Uh, in terms of top tier greatest players ever, he's not in the list, but I personally would. You wouldn't put, in terms of theatrics, in terms of ability, in terms of ooh and ah factor, you wouldn't put Dr. J above Kareem? Um, listen, Kareem, here's why I wouldn't. Because Kareem won in Milwaukee by himself. Dr. J didn't do that. Maybe I'm speaking from the same place we're attacking. Because let's be honest, I didn't really watch Kareem. But other than the hook shot, what did he do to Owen you? Well, he's a he's a major part of Showtime, and without his game, you don't get Showtime that way. Uh, his, his, his game Showtime was Magic starts the fast break, he dishes off the fancy pass to a wide open Kareem or a Kareem he could find, and Kareem finishes with a dunk. Yeah. But you also had to have a big man that could run the court, which Kareem could do. He he would run up and down the court. All big men don't do that. Shaq didn't run every play, and Shaq had the body that he could have. I I, I give Kareem a lot of credit. He played, and when Kareem went to uh, uh, L.A., he wasn't the youngest Kareem either. He had already had a little age when Showtime came on, and he. I'm not trying to dis- I'm not trying to disrespect Kareem. I know you're not. I know he- you, these are I, questions I we should be able to a- answer and have an honest discussion without people crying. I get Kareem's greatness. Number one scorer, the most unguardable shot, the hook shot, one of the most dominant big men. I get all that. But from the highlights, from the eye test, Kareem does not ooh and awe like Dr. J. Well, yes, you're right. But I guess if you have to look at who you're going to build a team around, I don't know. I, I, I think back when he, back when the NBA was big man first in and out game. Yeah, I don't know. I I I like Dr. J in my top ten. I didn't understand that top ten. There's there's a 
Incidentally, we're going to go over that too. Okay. I, I, I have some other places. That, that, I mean, and then, you know, there's people that aren't even mentioned, like Connie Hawkins isn't even mentioned. In well, before we, before, before we go there, let me go back to what you said about the Scott Van Pelt show. Um, what's her name? Deanna Tarasi? Yeah, she plays in the Phoenix Mercury. She don't look like a shark. She looks a little like a shark. No. Dude, her nose, nigga. No, no, no. no, no. It's very shark-like. Dude, have you seen her play? Yeah. She, you know, she plays, especially when she came into the league, she played well above everybody else on the floor. They, they, all, they all do. All, all, of them, all of us in the WNBA, we all play... We all play hard. We all play aggressive. All right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> let's put a pin in that right there. Um, all right, all right, all right, son. She, Damn, my nuts, my nuts itch. Right, she, she, she's a, she's an, she is, a, she has a, her game is at another level though for a female basketball player. And listen, yeah. I don't want to shit on, on WNBA. It just doesn't look the same. I've said, Many times, I love women's tennis. I love women's golf. I love women's volleyball. But I really cannot get behind. Uh, the shot doesn't look right, and I'm not saying it won't come along. It might. It, it may come along. It just doesn't look the same to me. Oh, thank God we have nice guys in the game, man. Um, something else I wanted to touch upon is I'm quickly going through my notes here. Uh, even in the beginning, dude. When um, Reggie Miller said, and I heard him tell that story before, how in the preseason, he's talking shit. And then finally, Mike shuts him down. He has two points in the second half. Mike finishes with over 30. The fact that you could challenge Michael Jordan and make him go, word, okay, watch this. I know, and I hate to sound repetitive, folks, and I know you guys are probably tired of hearing it, which is why this is good that the last dance is coming to an end. So you don't have to keep hearing me say the same things. But I got to reiterate it. If you challenge Mike, you woke up a beast. If you say something crazy to LeBron, if you physically go at LeBron, he doesn't go, a word, watch this. Where I go, again, y'all younger people keep bringing up bigger, stronger, faster. What good is having a bazooka if you don't shoot it? Well, okay, now here's the thing. I think LeBron has gotten better throughout his career on being a little bit more uh, forcing his will. But let me just say this, and this is where I think the LeBron, I think, and I never said this before because I didn't think about this until you said it. I think this is where the LeBron and Jordan case uh, gets made. And I I might be wrong, but I'm going to throw it out here. Uh, I don't know how much sports you played, how much basketball you played, but I've actually been fortunate enough to play with people that have played in the NBA. Um, and I'm going to tell you when we're playing, and uh, I've played games with people, and they play in a way that's very—I don't want to say soft, but they're—they're—they're they're, they're out there. They're out there to have a good time, and they're playing at the level of the opponents that are on the on the floor. That's really what they're playing at. And one time in particular, I was playing with a dude. And they're just, he's having a good time. He's playing. We're at the, we're, this is at the U of A. We're playing at the rec center. And this dude uh, kind of steps up to, uh, I guess I could say who the basketball player is. It was Chris Mills. And uh, kind of stole the ball from Chris, ran 
and then I don't remember how the shot went, but you know, really, you know, made a good play and then kind of tried to peacock around like he just did something. And I saw Chris's face and I saw that look where he goes, Oh, you, you want to play? Chris took the ball from him, <laughs> took the ball from him on the very next play, dunked on that dude, didn't let that guy have the ball again for the rest of the game. I'm not even talking about shut him down like he couldn't get a shot off, couldn't get the ball. Like no one could feed him because Chris just just ruined him. There's another gear that these players have. Michael Jordan, when you just said challenged on the court, Michael Jordan had a gear past that gear. He had a gear past the NBA professional players that he was playing with. That if you stepped up to him, almost like Chris Mills did to that dude, right. he would do to the to the other NBA athletes. Did you like I said it? Athletes. Athletes. On, on the floor. He would take that. He had the other gear. Now, sometimes maybe he couldn't get into that gear. I'm not going to say that he could do but there's more evidence to show, and after watching this, when you do challenge him, he finds that other gear, which shows how much head and shoulders he is above the other people that he's playing with. Again, dude, I, I love how Michael Jordan rides this line between humility and arrogance. He said several times in that last night, I ain't Shaq. Yeah. I ain't Shaq. I ain't Shaq. To the, 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 the episode where Randy Brown asked for the tickets and he said, you just got them from God. I'm black Jesus. Michael Jordan has the best ability to shit on you and then make you feel like he ain't shitting on you. Like when he had on the black scully and the glasses and he was listening to the music. By the way, I was wondering, what is that nigga bopping to? His rhythm is crazy. And then he said, Kenny Lattimore. Holy shit. That nigga's Achilles heel might be. He can't dance. <laughs> but then he's walking into the tunnel and the reporters keep fucking with him. And finally he goes, can you guys just let me walk in peace? And after he said it, he went, you know, I love you guys. And flashed that beautiful smile. He had a, he knew how to work that camera. My image. Fuck you. Let me walk in peace, motherfuckers. My image. You know I love you guys. Smile. Sometimes I dream. He was good at that, man. That is an art form. Yeah. That is a fucking art form. Well, most people that have that ability have deeper problems than just being uh, singular focused and uh, hyper uh, vigilant on their game. Uh, Mike Tyson didn't have that ability. Nope. In fact, uh, cut to. Is it nerve wracking for you to do something like this, or is it more nervous for you to box? How does it compare? I don't know. Um, it's more nerve wracking for me to hear talking to a rat piece of shit like oh, you. Come on, Mike. No, because you're a piece of shit. All right, we didn't have to we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this interview. Thank you for thank you for coming in. Fuck you. You see. <laughs> but we're talking about two different kinds of sports, though. I mean, it don't matter. Sportsmanship is sportsmanship. Yeah, but you kind of with boxing, you kind of want some more aggression. You want that's nah, that's why the nah. UFC and all this is doing so well because it has aggression. Muhammad Ali, Different. the most arrogant, aggressive nigga of all time, but knew how to play the camera. 
but a different again, different. And again, and, and again, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to get into a Tyson Muhammad Ali debate, but I will say Muhammad Ali at that time, there was no one else that could fight, can fuck with Muhammad Ali. He was that guy. He was at. There was nobody defense. else that could fuck with Jordan. No, that's what I'm saying. These guys have the right to do that. I'm going to get back on your man for a second. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. So, and I, and I know we discussed on last episodes how this is making him look. Again, I want to go back to when people go, Mike couldn't win without Scotty. No, he couldn't. It's a team game. They both need each other. Mike admitted that. But again, these people act like when they say that, Mike was a weakling until Scotty came. Right. Mike was already winning. He turned the Bulls around before Scotty. He scored 63 points in Boston Garden. Yes, they lost the series, but he took them to the playoffs. Scotty said in this last one, during the, not flu game, but food poisoning game, no matter what Michael went through, he showed up. And now I'm going, Scotty had the migraine. Yeah, he played to his own defense, but he wasn't effective. Michael in game six versus Utah had the back problems, had to keep going in and out. Scotty Pippen even said himself in episode two of The Last Dance, it took Michael to instill in me confidence and that dog in me to be that warrior. So between the migraine, the back problems, the selfishness of not having the surgery, sitting out 30 games, and now... uh. Him saying he needed Mike to instill the dog. Yes, Mike needed Scotty. But Scotty needed Mike more than Mike needed Scotty. Well, Jordan was going to be Jordan without Scotty. Scotty wasn't yes. going to be Scotty without Jordan. And so it's to Scotty's favor. But I, like I said, I love Scotty's game. And in that game, in that game six, when you see Pippen do with that little turnaround and shoot that basket and you see him land... Man, you know how much pain he was in. You know that this wasn't like pretend pain. And I remember that game. I remember watching it live. Uh, he was hurt, and uh, I, I'm not doubting that. I know how much back problems yeah. can ail you. I've, I've many times I've come out of some pussy after a stroke, <laughs> wincing. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might want to you might want to ice up before you go in next time. Uh, yeah. But like Jordan said to him, we just need you out there. Be the decoy, whatever you need to do to do it. But and, and he did. He, he I mean, he met the bell. And that was kind of I think that's why when Jordan says, you know, let's run it back again, we could we'll get Scotty in the room. We'll, we'll do. I think he knows that uh, he got Scotty to that point. Scotty is that that the, it's it's the other hand. It's his right. It, it's 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 they're, they're a team now. They're, they're they're part of a pair of hands. Because you've got someone that could go into the game. No, my, the migraine was a problem. The surgery is the problem. Not sitting out a game, but in the one where his back is, you can see, is completely just fucked. He still came out there. He still played. He went back, got treatment, and would come back out. If they could only give him five minutes, they give him five minutes. But he did his job. And that was, I think that was the, where Jordan can actually go, yeah, yeah. Scotty was, Scotty was there. That's why I don't think this, I know people are going to say this makes Scotty look bad. You're going to, it's going to shine a light on some things that did go wrong, but that game six right there, I think it shows who we became. Um, 
you know, I like at first. I, I don't think that I got it, but but the original poster for the Last Dance, you clearly saw Michael, Scotty, Dennis, Phil, and I just went, why did they put Kerr there, not Ku Coach? I gotta say, dude, I really liked and had a whole new respect for Kerr after they gave a nice segment to his story. Yeah, and he, he even said, uh, "Me and Michael never talked about both our dads being murdered." Yeah. I wish they did. Well, I would have loved to have known Michael's feelings on that. I, maybe Dowdy could, but I think at that time he couldn't. He couldn't go there. I, I don't think that Jordan had the ability. You know, if he was still holding on to Gus and crying to Gus about losing his dad, I don't think that it was. Uh, I, I think wow. that wound was too open. But regardless whether they talked about it, I'm sure that they knew that that was a commonality that they had, and uh, that that probably. Change enhance that part of the relationship, even it not being said, being unsaid, still made a difference to them. Because when he's talking about uh, when uh, you know uh, Kerr was talking about not having a particularly good game, and then Michael goes, "They're going to double team me. Be ready." And uh, he was ready. I mean, he still had confidence in Kerr. He knew Kerr was one of his dudes, and that's how it worked. Uh, Kerr, you know, we grew up being, like I said, going to the U of A, we all knew the story about Kerr. So we knew all that we've all, and if you knew the story about Steve Kerr, you rooted for him the whole time. You always rooted for him because he was a good dude. He really was a good dude. Still is. Well, well, he said, uh, he grew up in a family where Monday through Thursday, there was no TV. What the fuck do you do? From Monday through Thursday. Read. Educate yourself, man. Uh, TV can be educational. So can a book. Dude, it's hard for me to say fuck TV because TV raised me. It got me into comedy. It, it, You know, being a latchkey kid and my mother working two jobs. And, and, and I think TV was more priceless in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. TV was pivotal to me. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine what what the fuck you do for four days without TV. Well, you know, I don't know what Kerr's life was at home, but obviously he had family at home. His mom was at home. Seemed like she was at home at the time. She didn't become uh, the professor till later. Uh, right. So you know, it's a little different when you have uh, everybody at home. And I'm with you, man. I had to open up the door. I had to come home, and I had my key, and I had to go sit in in the house. So I get that. But if you have everybody at home and you have you can put those rules in, yeah, I wish I would have done that more with my kids. I wish I had the time to say, no, we're not doing TV on these days. You got to you know, go read a book. I wish my kids were more well-read. They're not. Right. So, $10, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Who the years? What the, what the, how was that CD war? Okay, but do you notice that this, these two – okay, these two weren't – finished when they documentary when they started doing the documentary they had to finish these two after they had already started releasing these does this one seem this one doesn't seem to have as much these last two episodes they were good i'm not taking anything away from no no no. i swear to god andy i was gonna say it i was gonna say it at the top of the podcast um i was i I didn't really have a lot to say And, and 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 because i know when i talk to you you're going to say things to make me go, oh, yeah. But prior to that, yo, my, my notes were short. Yeah. I really just honestly went on my notes right now and went, yep, that's it. Yeah, well, it and we still got 18 minutes to go. Yeah, this episode didn't have the same kind of depth. The depth. 
that the last that the other eight have. Not at all. Um, but they were finishing it up, and this is the conclusion to the story. But you know, we didn't get all, we didn't get the details on the Rodman thing. I would like to know a little bit more about the Rodman. Uh, oh, when he went to go wrestle. Yeah, you know that was very. Um, well, I thought it was very interesting that they said if they had rebuild. Can you imagine a new coach trying to control Rodman? Yeah, that's not a possibility. Right. Uh, didn't he go to the Lakers after that? Uh, I think he went to Dallas for, no. Maybe L.A., then Dallas. I don't know. All I remember is, and I might be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, there was a player that he played with, I know in L.A., and I thought he played with him either in San Antonio or... I don't think he was with the Bulls. Jack Haley? Yes. And, and that was like his buddy that kind of kept him from yeah. going off the from going off on doing Rodman-esque stuff. Right. Uh, that was that I know about with Rodman. So that there, there's some things in there that are kind of missing that I wish that we could have got a little bit more. Which really surprised me because I want to say when he went to LA, Phil was the coach. So I'm thinking. Kobe, Shaq, Rodman. That's a reincarnation of Scotty Michael with Phil as the coach. Was was he there when when Phil I don't you got I got I'm not honest. sure. I got I don't I don't honestly remember right now. Not off the top of my head, I don't. Uh I don't remember shit, guys. You guys know I don't remember names. I'm not gonna remember who's on the team a particular year. Um But I though that that team and then okay. The team breaking the team up, finally ending it. Kraus, they brought up Kraus wasn't here to defend himself, and that he was kind of made into being the bad guy. And and they they uh, it seemed like they felt like it was a little unfair to make Kraus the bad guy, but Kraus was the bad guy, not a bad person. He was the GM that was looking for recognition, and he wanted to rebuild it again so that he could get that recognition. And it it was it was unnecessary. He would he would be if he didn't do that. Imagine if they would have went. And this is the other thing that they talked about on ESPN, which I really did like. Uh, Will Bombs brought this up. If they would have went for the seven for seven wins, it was a shortened season because of the strike. It was fifty yeah. games. Yeah, it would have played in their favor. Man, if 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 Kraus could have just let some shit go, he would have been talked about as one of the best GMs of all time. It's what happens. It's what happens when you don't have mule dick. Dude. You know what I'm saying he didn't have mule dick. This this nigga, he 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 had you know he had he had you know something else. But when you got mule dick, your ego don't get involved. Dude, what if he did and he just couldn't see it over his belly with that one eye? Nah, B, we ain't <laughs> believing that. We ain't believing that. You can't be. You can't have a rotund waistline and have mule dick nigga nah yo i just felt i i just if if there's a person in this that i feel bad for i feel bad for him in in that he couldn't he couldn't feel the success that he that he deserved when he was going through this and that he he should have been able to feel that but that's on his own that's on his that's his his own problem but that that evens out if you got a little prick Neither can the woman that you fucking. She don't feel the success that she deserves. <laughs> yeah. Well, she feels it, but not all the way back where she wants to feel it. <laughs> right. Um, 
Listen, man, this was a great thing, but it ended how it needed to end. And it felt like the ending. Yeah, it did. Uh, this ending to me felt like Return of the Jedi versus Empire Strikes Back. The two episodes we had before this one, when Jordan got emotional, yeah. instead of you don't want to play the game that way, don't play the game that way. Break. That was, that was Empire Strikes Back. This was Return of the Jedi. I, I love when he said that that he wanted the seventh. That I, I love that there's something that Jordan wants. Like that 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 kind of says something about him. He has six NBA titles in eight years. He didn't ask to break up the team. It got broken up. And yet he sits on his chair with his cigar and his whiskey, and you can see that it bothers him that he didn't have that opportunity. That he still has want. I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have been able to see him create another milestone in history. No team has ever forepeated. I, I still think that the Celtics did, but not in the not in No, the, no, no, no. No, no. I'm sure. That I'm positive. Okay, I should have looked it up, but yeah, okay. I'm positive like a hip patient, nigga. <laughs> it's 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 disappointing that he didn't have that because I think he wanted that over everything. Uh, but you know what? And and again, I love though when he said, uh, "I w- I don't know if we would have won, but I would have loved to have the opportunity." I love that he he realizes though, no matter how great you are, that other team still has the opportunity to beat you, and he knows that. Right. And I think that's but it what, never happened. No, but I think that's what makes him great is that he knows that other team does have the opportunity and the potential that they could win a game. They could squeeze out a game, steal a game, win a game, and they could take a series from you. And that's what he wouldn't allow to happen. That's what's amazing about him. It wasn't just his greatness. It, it, was, it, was, that, it was that Jedi mind control shit that he could do. Right. So uh, somebody did write in about us not uh, talking about the gambling uh, a little bit more, and I, I thought we covered it all right. Uh, did you want to... Does he just? I want to know why they didn't ask him. Does he still gamble the same way? Does he still that? That is. It, 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 ain't, it ain't none of our motherfucking business. That's his personal life. But it's kind of interesting to know. Do you still swing? Do you still go out and swing for hundred thousand dollar games, man? If you got the money, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Here's what I would love to get to. How much time we got left? Uh, we got plenty. We got like fifteen minutes. Let's talk about the top ten list. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So ESPN recently what? Recently what? They came out with this list, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the NBA all-time top 10 greatest players. I don't even have the list in front of me anymore. You can't look it up real quick? Yeah, I can. All right, so you want me to read the top 10? Yep, and then we just go over right or wrong. Number 10, Shaquille O'Neal. Are you going to go with start from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 10 to 1. Why don't you do 1 to 10? All right. Because we know we're going to agree on at least the first maybe five. Okay, let's go. Uh, number one, Michael Jordan. Agreed. Absolutely. Okay. So that one, that one's You? Fine. Yeah, 100% Michael Jordan. Yeah, all right. Number two, LeBron James. No. Okay. I, I It's hard for me because I always want to put him in number two because of his impact on the game, how he plays the game, 
how he, I feel, does have a level above most of the people on the court, especially uh, when, uh, man, he's still, has, he's still strong. But they have Kareem at number three, and that is a tough one for me not to put Kareem at two. All right, you know how many people are screaming right now? Number two is Kobe. I don't put Kobe at two because it's the same game as one. Yeah, it's the same game with one championship shy of six. It's him at, what is he, the number three all-time scorer? I think so. Yeah, not, the hell of a defender. I, I coke, And I know on this list Kobe's number nine. I think he's number two. Well, I think he's better than than uh, nine, but I'm not going to put him. I'm not putting him at two. I, I I'm probably putting Kareem at two. Okay, so who's number three? Uh, I think I'm going LeBron. Actually, at three. Is it LeBron? Is it is it LeBron for real? No, it's not. It's who? No, it's not LeBron. It's LeBron or no? It's not. Who's number three on the list? On the list, it's Kareem on their list. But I think it has to be, you have to go to, you got to go back to Magic. Nah, I'd say LeBron. That's where I put LeBron. Number number three. Number three? Over Magic. When you talk Uh, about impact of game. You know what? Let me let me stop lying to myself. I'm putting LeBron number three because I think that's at least where most people would put him in the top five. But you're right. Magic fucking Magic saved the league. He's got five championships. Olympic gold medalist could play all five positions. And this nigga's still alive despite the him. Number three, Magic. Man, you almost have to give him number one for, for surviving the HIV. <laughs> Talk about off-court accomplishments. Huge entrepreneur, businessman, and this nigga has survived the HIV, nigga. Man, it's really, it, it, it's hard for me not to put, it, it would be impossible for me not to put uh, magic ahead. It really is. It's hard for me. And and no one's going to like my, my number four. Who's your number four? I have Kareem at two, right? Yeah. Magic at three. Yeah. I'm going to put Larry at four. Over LeBron. Over LeBron. I know Shamoy Emery is going, that nigga's crazy. Uh, this is where I got to give it to LeBron, though, at four. He's got as many rings as Larry. And in terms of all the other stats, he blows everybody away. LeBron at four. Uh, LeBron, okay, that's fine. I'm putting LeBron at five. I'm putting Larry at five. Who's number five? Uh, Number five on their list is Magic. Okay. Number six? Number six on their list is Will Chamberlain. I got to hear what the rest of the list is. I'm I'm reserved on that. I think Will Chamberlain, matter of fact, Kobe number two, Chamberlain number nine. Chamberlain 10. 
I'm going to say Jets before Chamberlain. I'm going to say this is, and I know that I'm wrong and about what I, about who I'd put next, and what I'm going to say I know is wrong because because Wilt was the most dominant big man, but he played at the same time Bill Russell did, and he didn't beat Bill Russell. He got one ring. I'm going to have to go. That's where I put in the doctor. So Dr. J is number what? Six. That's fair. And Will Chamberlain, like Shaq, in terms of dominance, for the record, for the people know, if you don't know this list, they have Shaq at 10. I put Shaq at nine, Wilt at 10. Because Shaq was just a different beast physically. Yeah, but Shaq... I have a lot of problems with Shaq. Like I love, I love his game. I love his. You know, if you really look at Shaq, he's the only big man that was ever built from head to toe. Like if he was five five, he's going to look that same proportion. If he was seven foot, he looks the same proportion. Guys had skinny legs, but big upper bodies, a smaller, uh, bigger legs, smaller. But they just he is proportioned properly. He is the perfect athlete. But man, his free throws and 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 his workout regimen weren't the best. So you don't put Shaq at number ten, or you or what? I don't know yet. I don't know. We're going through this, and I and I and I got to get Colby in there sometime here, real real soon, because the the reason I don't look at Colby the same way that you guys do, and when I say you guys, I mean black people. And I'm just kidding. I mean people That's that are, hilarious. I, I mean I, you were supposed to say niggas, and you know it. I mean, Go Col- ahead. I'm talking about Kobe fans. The reason I don't is because Kobe didn't change the game. He picked up a game that was there and was and put that back into the game. But he didn't make the change. He didn't change the way the NBA looked or played. He just played a game that was all. That but he was good. so fucking good. I can't deny that. I'm not denying that. And in in most cases, in the top ten is a pretty big accomplishment. All right, what number are we at? We just did. Uh, we're at we're at seven. Who's number seven? Larry Bird. Like I said, I think he's at least. What did I say? Six. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And this is where I'm putting Kobe at is seven. All right. Uh, eight is Tim Duncan. That's fair so far. I, I, I like. I like him there. Nine is Kobe Bryant. I don't think that's. I, I don't think nine. Like I said, I, I put him at seven. And uh, ten Shaq. Ten Shaq. Yeah. So I say Duncan, Wilt, Shaq. I'm taking Wilt. I mean, out. Duncan, Shaq, Wilt. I'm taking I'm taking Wilt out so that I can put in Dr. J and then uh, Oscar Robinson. I mean, can I take can I take out? I mean, do I take Shaq out of the top ten to put in Oscar Robinson? Nah, son. So that's nah, the tough. That's, that's the tough call right there. Here's why. Here's why I'm surprised it's not on the list. And you tell me what you think. Hakeem Olajuwon. I he's eleven. Every, oh, every everybody that you're gonna say, everybody that you're gonna say that I agree with you, but is not on the list. They're eleven. They're number you don't, eleven. You don't put you don't put Elijah over Tim Duncan. No, I love the way that Tim Duncan played basketball. But the problem with Tim but Tim Duncan is he he doesn't really make a change to basketball other than showing 
and him and Kareem are very similar in their in their approach to the game, the mental aspect of the game, not being flamboyant, not really having an off the court presence. Uh, so it's tough, but I mean, his, he, he played the position that he played perfectly and he has the championships to show it. Yeah, he does have five to Elijah Wan's two. And, and, and when David Robinson left and you thought, okay, well, they're not going to win championships. He, he just got better. But is that Tim Duncan or is that Popovich a coaching system? I, I think it's, you have to have the right coach with the right player. But shit, Spolster wasn't a fucking. He ain't in the league of Phil Jackson and Popovich, and he got two. Yeah, but Spolster isn't a bad coach, though. Yeah, but when you say right coach, right player, I don't know that. You know, his pedigree ain't Phil Jackson and and Popovich or even Chuck Daly. No, but you had, but you you had. Um... Riley behind him. All right, true. In the shadows. I mean, Riley. Okay. Could, I mean, if Riley wanted to, he he should have just came out and coached. But I I don't want to shit on Spolster either because he I mean he he obviously was able to relate to the players and he was able to get them to play as 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 the team that did uh, LeBron created. I don't know, man. There's there's players that I think are missing. But I, that's the best I can do for top ten. It's really hard. I can say who's number one in my list, but it gets really hard to do two, three, four, and five. It's sick. I mean, eventually, there's there, there, there's always going to be players missing that I think should be in there. Right. But it, it's it's a tough list, man. There are some. There's that that first to even picking the, the top twenty five, and if you did it in no particular order, you're still going to leave someone out that's great. Dude, I would say I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think it's hard as you it's hard as you're saying. That list sounds about right to me. Now some might go, well, Bill Russell, because of the eleven. But I'm going Russell played in an era that again, four three niggas in the league. No, but he played a, a, against, midget, a, a giant amongst midgets. He played against Wilt. That's it. Yeah, but he still I mean you still have to win. You still have to come up every week every day. You still have to come up every year for that title. Ah, fooey. Nah, he fooey. was he was great. I, I mean it, it's not his fault that no that No, he it, is great. He is great. But but nah, yo. But now you sound like some of those young guys talking about Jordan and uh, LeBron cuz you 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 I mean, have you seen his highlights? Have you seen how he played the game? The game was played a completely different way. I know, but dude, at the time, no. Did they? At the time, I'm not denying it. The, the the athleticism, the speed, of the game was a lot different. Ah, there goes Henson with a bounce pass. <laughs> oh, coming around the corner, up the court, here goes Jones. Jones with a nice bounce pass. Ah, basic basketball. Oh, they go inside to the Negro, whose head and shoulders above all the white midgets and the nigger dunks. Ah, wonderful. When the game is over, this nigga's got to go back to his hotel room where he sleeps in the basement. Like, come on, man. Dude, they, and they didn't even want you dunking back then. They wanted you doing the layup. That's right. That's so, right. So, yeah, it, it, it is a different time. He does have the rings. But, man, how do you not get Oscar Robinson on there? How do you not get uh, – who else? Well, like, I, like on my list, I do have the doctor. Who else is missing? There's someone else missing off that list. He's really not. So when you think about it, 
And Oscar Robinson, because he averaged a triple-double, which is insane. I, I, I don't want to shit on the 70s or the 60s, whatever the era that was. But goddamn, the game is so vastly different. Yeah. But there's players that did play the game closer to what we're seeing now, but I don't know if they could have played. I don't, I don't like, like you're, you're using Bill Russell. Uh, Pistol Pete was known for all these amazing passes. I don't know if his game translates to, 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 to well, even eighties, nineties, two thousands. I don't know if it does. Um, there's just these play. There's, there's, there's some odd play. Like, like uh, Jerry West is considered one of the better players. He's not on any list. Yeah, yeah. Well, who do he play with? Elgin Baylor. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Dude, it's it's it, this 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 is what we should do. We should really break it down, and we should come up with our own top ten list that we put out next week. I mean, really go through it and defend it. I'm going to defend my list. Oh, you believe? You better believe we're going to get some emails with people's top tens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, send in your top tens. I'd like to hear what your ideas of top tens are. All right. Uh, did we cover it? I think we covered it. All right, folks. Um, I love The Last Dance. Learned a lot about Jordan. Uh, I got a chance to see Jordan in the light that I always knew he was in. You bitch, you hoe. Fuck you, bitch. Non-shooting motherfucker. This motherfucker with his liquor colors on. I love it. I love it. God. I'm telling you, dude, if I ever get to hang out with this nigga and smoke something, a cigar, drink some brown liquor, some tequila, and just get around to be that around that motherfucker when he's who he is, man, that will be one of the greatest moments of my life ever. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even want to hang out with him. I don't want to wish. I don't want to waste the chair because I'm not going to say anything. I would just sit there and be dumb in the room. I, I, that would be. That's fine. That's fine. You'd be right in the Kerr and Bushler section. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I I have so much respect for those guys, especially. And again. The, the series really helped me see that and and that they, they they had a seat at the table man how do you to, to be able to play with that kind of per, the person that Jordan was on a team that's considered one of the greatest and I have nothing but respect for those guys uh, I'd be happy to sit at the, I'd be happy to go sit at the, the dollar blackjack table with those guys I love it I love it I don't even smoke cigars nigga but I'd be right there with MJ <laughs> well, then you can introduce them because I'm going to be over on the other side, like you said, with Bushler and Kerr. There it is, baby. There it is. Um, are we signing off? Yeah, let's. Let, 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 yeah, let's. Let's do this. We're going to have. Uh, we're. I'd still like to keep doing these two a week, but we'll we'll see what we dig into this next week. Um. Well, we we know we got uh, emails to yeah. do, and uh, we could do another podcast on just. Obviously, non last dance related shit. Yeah, because there's so, gonna be a lot more coming out this week. I, I saw all the other stuff that's supposed to be coming out. Plus, what what's the uh, what's the other uh, thirty for thirty that they're doing? Um, there's another good one right now. It's I don't good. think it's a thirty for thirty. I, I I saw it. It's on that you have to download the app from Quibi. Yeah, yeah, or some shit. It's the E60. About, it's an E60. Yeah, it's 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 about the uh, the racist. What was his name? 
from oh, the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Donald Sterling. Yep. Yeah, that I think uh, that's that we should definitely uh, watch. Like, that. dude, I want to see that, but I don't know that I want to download this fucking app. Um, like, is it going to require you to give your email a password set up? I don't know some all that other some shit? TVs. You, your TV's pretty re, pretty new and it has Wi Fi. Some of them already have that built into it. See if yours has it. Like, I'm curious about it, but I'm just like, fuck. I got to download. Why wouldn't they make that a regular thirty for thirty? I don't know, but I want to say this to you about Donald Sterling before we... Uh, uh, don't bring those niggas to my game. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I I want to see it because my feelings right now without seeing it is that uh, all the shit that he said, as fucked up as that human being is, he said what he said, He he stood there afterwards, and yeah, the NBA did react. I, I I really felt bad for uh, uh, what's the who's the who, who's the new NBA guy? Not that he's new, but uh, Adam Silver. Silver, Silver, yeah, Adam. Uh, like he just got he just he just he just got the job. Um, he probably hadn't even changed out the, the pictures in the office yet. And this happens, but he still got two billion dollars for his team. So they paid him. To, they paid him to leave. And that, that, that bothers me in a sense. And that's why I want to see this because, yeah, you, he did leave the league. He isn't representing, you know, why, why would you, as, as, a, as a black athlete, why would you want to play for that guy? But they gave him $2 billion, which in the end made everybody's team worth more. All, all NBA franchises are worth over a billion dollars now. But you still, at that time, they weren't. Ah, it's nice to be white, isn't it? He got, a, he got, even if his team was worth a billion dollars, which it wasn't, because it's the Clippers, he got two billion dollars. So, dude, I'm telling you, I, I I said it before. I want to come back in my next life and be part of the mayonnaise tribe, nigga. I know it's I know it's amazing, dude. There's a lot of white people in this world. It's a it's a group, and you want to be part of that select group. I do too. Yeah, but you, nigga, you already are. Nah, there's a select group of people that that are in. And not every. You are the most useless white man I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you because I don't. I. I, I have. Uh, I have. I have a belief system, and uh, I. I really do though understand how this. How they play this game, and and you're in, and uh, they don't want anybody else in. They want to keep all that shit to themselves. Well, then, nigga, quit being greedy and share the other eight. Ingredients to the herbs and spices. Give me the other eight herbs and spices. I don't know. They're not letting me in. They're never going to let me in. Listen, there's a lot of people. I know you, we've said this, and we, we can get heated about this before we get off on this episode right here. But, you know, you brought up how uh, Jay-Z and uh, who else was trying to buy a, a football team? I know Jay-Z football. I know uh, Ice Cube and LL Cool J television networks. Okay, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's white people that don't get it either. The DeBarlow family that used to own uh, the 49ers, they, they kicked him out of football. You know, it have it, it, it. There's there's there is an elitist mentality that is going to keep out people that they don't feel represent them, and it doesn't just. Ha- I'm not saying color. You can automatically cross you off the list if you're a person of color in, in this elitist that I'm talking about. But it goes beyond that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say it doesn't exist on just a racial level. 
I'm saying it exists all the way through into a whole spectrum of reasons why you shouldn't be there. And that's how it works. Right. All right. So what are we hitting them tomorrow with? Is it emails or just another talking point episode? I would like to talk about, uh, I want to do some Sons of Anarchy and some power. And and maybe throw a couple of emails. All right, so fuck it. That's what we'll get into. Yeah, okay. So tomorrow... Uh, you guys are going to be hearing about uh, Power and uh, Sons of Anarchy, and then we'll uh, maybe do an email or two if we get to them. Uh, well, I, yeah, okay, there it is. Um, is that good? Are you okay with that? Yeah, no, that's good. I, I was just, I was in terms of thinking ahead. I was like, because I know I got enough emails for an hour, um, but how much conversation we have on anything else is up for grabs. But I'll, that's just me being cautious because yeah. we probably do. Yeah, yeah, but I really want to do that while while it's still fresh. The uh, the episodes in my head before I get too far into uh, power because there's so many things we can talk about with power and Sons of Anarchy. All right, all right, all right. So till so, tomorrow, t- yo, email me Aries Spears forty five at Hotmail A R I E S S P E A R S forty five at Hotmail. I really shouldn't have to spell it at this point. But that's really towards all the $10, a lot of money, with how much that CD was, niggas. You shouldn't even be on Hotmail. But uh, is that 45 Is that because of Jordan? Was that is that the 45 there? Absolutely, nigga. You know that. Yeah. Man, that was for like five minutes. Um, I'm uh, com. Uh, all my social media, media is in the upper right-hand corner. Uh yeah, hit me up. Tell me tell me how how uh how I overrated Bird. That's what I want to hear on my emails. How could you do that, kid? Yeah yeah yeah. What's that word they use in Boston that they love? Um, wicked kid. Yeah, wicked. Bird was wicked kid. <laughs> how could you, Larry Bird? How could you put him in that number? Who's in charge over there? Can't wait to get to the emails because I got an email about movies and somebody mentioned the town. And it's just an excuse for me to do my horrendous Boston accent. All right. Well, tomorrow we're on it. All right, guys. There it is, baby. Talk to you. All right. Can you feel it, baby?